0: Welcome to the Driven Entrepreneur, where we sit down with visionaries, trailblazers, and entrepreneurs and discover why and how they do what they do. We'll get the backstory plus plenty of life and business lessons along the way. Here's your host, Matt Browning. Hey. Welcome back to the Driven Entrepreneur. It's Matt Browning, along with my fledging cold that's still with me. So if my if I sound like I'm a different person because I'm all dubbed up, but I'm still feeling much better than uh, than I had before uh, over the last few days. So thanks for tuning in and listening into the show this week. Uh, we have you know another Mondays with Matt, which of course we're answering your questions. That's one of my favorite things to do is answer your questions. The question today comes from Tim. Millar. That's H-M-E-L-A-R. Tim Millar. Now, Tim's a good buddy. We went through some media training together over the last few years. Tim's a contractor in Palo Alto, California, all the way up in Palo Alto where they got some super expensive houses. Oh, yeah. And you can find out more about Tim because I love Tim uh, at Kitchen. BathPaloalto.com, but tim asked a question i think it's a really interesting question he says what no not what how he wanted advice for developing new habits to change the trajectory of your business so i said that's great awesome we answered this on my facebook page uh at matt Browning. i said what does trajectory mean to you in this case and here's what he said changing business income from running successful Palo Alto, California construction company to coaching contractors, how to duplicate the success I've had. And then of course, he added a cool little photo of me and Tim when we were uh, meeting up together in Las Vegas at the Bellagio. So shout out to Tim. Love you, buddy. So the question essentially, and I think some of you might be having this question is, I want to change trajectory. I want to offer a fresh, different kind of a product or a service. I want to do something different in my business. It's a great question, and to me, the very first thing to do is to break down what does a change look like for you. Is it a pivot like, you know, I, I do kombucha and I want to offer a new size, or I want to offer, you know, I, we do all these things, but we also want to add a recipe book. That is just a product line change, right? That It's not that different. Tim's desire to go from being a contractor, being the widget maker, right, being the creator, to running a business where I teach contractors how to do it you're moving from a widget maker to a leadership role and I know you're already in a leadership role with your guys and you know and gals and everyone working for you but we're talking about a leadership role where now you're entering what I would call the expert business and you're looking at online courses, you're looking at potentially seminars, you might be doing books, you might be having a podcast. There's a lot of aspects to what you can do in the how do I teach contractors. And here's the thing too, Tim, there's a lot of right ways to do it. But let's first hit this first principle, which is how big is this pivot? So in Tim's case, I think this is a very big pivot. In fact, it's so big that I wouldn't call it a pivot. I would call this a second business. I would probably potentially, you want to talk to a lawyer about it, Tim, but I would potentially even look at doing a secondary company. Now, you might not need to do a company like an actual incorporated uh, entity or an LLC at first. You might just do it under your name. But it's the kind of thing that will be, it's two completely different avenues. Meaning, for instance, and there's a few reasons why you want to separate these out one primarily that, you know, a few years down the road, you might look up and go, man, the Palo Alto Kitchen and Bath, bath, kitchenandbathpaloalto.com, that that remodel contractor business is doing great. I have a guy running the show. We have a great manager in place. Revenue's grown and you might want to step out. And the beautiful thing is if you've already built a brand that's Now around Tim, and you have a podcast, and you have a book, and you're getting speaking engagements, and you're uh, coaching other contractors, and you're really running an entire education business around the Tim brand, when you go to sell your contractor business, it'll be completely and totally separate from it. Whereas if all your book sales are on the profit statement for your contracting business, it's going to be a little weird. You know, I got got cost of materials and then I got cost of book printing. To me, they're so different in nature that I would completely have them separate. So a couple things on that, right? So you want to have them separate. And that's probably the biggest thing is just because you can exit differently out of a brand-based business like you're talking about. That's branded around you and a service business or contractor business, what you currently have totally different exits. And I love the idea of having something built up on the side here, almost make your brand like a side hustle where you're like evenings and weekends, you're going, Hey, let me get on people's podcasts. Let me start working on a chapter for the book, you know, and inside of a few months or a year, you'll be, you have your book out. Actually, I think you already have a book for not mistaken, but Oh yeah, here it is. Yeah. It's up right on your website. Download the ebook. Oh, so this is different though. Your book is how to manage your kitchen or Bathroom remodel like a pro. That's cool. But your next book might be something about how to run a successful contractor business without whatever the number one concern that you've had over the last 20 years has been. So that's where I would start is looking at it completely separate. Now, for not Tim specifically, but anyone else is looking at, hey, how do I pivot? I want to do something different. Just ask yourself, how different is it? You know, if you're currently making widgets and you're going to add a new type of a widget, it might not be that different, right? If they're in the same industry, if it's aligned together, it can make sense. Let me give you an example of somewhere in my past that I did this ineffectively, okay? When I was 21, I started my first business as a mortgage business. And some of you have been listening may not know that because I don't talk about my story all that often when I'm interviewing art-driven entrepreneurs. So I started a mortgage business, 21 years old, and I started out of my uh, my second bedroom in Corona Mar, California. And I remember, you know, it was just before Christmas. I sent out Christmas cards, 66 Christmas cards to be exact, because that's all the people that I knew in my life, including my parents, aunts, uncles, friends, people I'd met, whatever. And of those 66 Christmas cards, three came back where they said, hey, actually, I'm glad you mentioned what you're doing, what you're up to, you know, maybe you can help us uh, refire our loan or buy a house. So I got my first three loans in, two of them canceled out for various reasons and circumstance. But the first commission check I got came from that very first campaign. Now, as my business started growing, I eventually got an office, we, you know, hired employees, hired 1099 contractors, I had licensed agents working under me, we did real estate, we did loan financing. So we kind of, it made sense. Right? You know, I said to myself, well, we're doing lending and finance, and we're obviously helping people buy houses all the time. What would it look like if we also began representing people on the real estate side? It wasn't that big of a leap, you know? So to pivot there, that wasn't like a side hustle. You know, that didn't take a whole nother trajectory, it didn't take a whole nother skill set. By and large, it was just a lot of administrative work behind the scenes that was different. And li- actually, even then, it wasn't that much licensing difference. But the point is, it was mostly on the back end of how we, we ran, you know, having transaction coordinators versus loan processors. But on the front end, a lot of, you know, for the salesperson, especially who was dual licensed, a lot of it was just having that conversation. You want to buy a house? Great. And we look for the houses. But then at the same time, they also would submit in the loan to get pre-qualified. And we would just take care of both ends. It was a really easy trajectory shift. It took no side hustle, no evening, no weekends. We just added that on. Then I added um, a level of financial coaching. I got my life and health license. And there was some success in there. There were some setbacks and some lessons learned along the way. So I'm I'm not so much bringing this example up as... um, Yeah, I guess, you know, not just exactly what to do, but this is an example for my life where when I added on some financial coaching and we added on estate planning. Now, let me be really clear, Tim, everyone. I'm not a lawyer and I wasn't doing estate planning, but I thought it was a really easy thing to say, you know what, if we're already offering real estate services, we're already offering lending services. If we added estate planning, most people that came through our doors they were already thinking about that kind of stuff. So it wasn't that big of a reach to get somebody on the team that would do estate plans for us, and we would essentially funnel that through. And we'd say, "What's our wholesale rate?" And they would charge us a fee, and we charge the client. And and but the other thing is, we had a whole hub where the client we I could meet with them and go through the entire estate plan and notarize it with them. Now I had a lawyer draw it up, but I didn't have to do it myself, so it was done correctly. It became one more widget we can offer. The mistake came when I when I got really into health and fitness and nutrition supplements and you know and all that kind of world. Eating everything organic, I got a food dehydrator, a new blender, a juicer. Like, you know, I, I'm in, I'm in deep. And if you've ever gotten really deep into something new that you're excited about, you know what I'm feeling. And I was like, oh, you know what makes sense? We should also offer these amazing supplements. So to me, that was a huge mistake. Because now when they came in to get a mortgage and to look at real estate and their estate planning and insurance needs, all of those products were like in the same genre, essentially. And then I was like, and, you know, you should join me in uh, in these nutrition supplements and you should take some and you could sell them. I actually started bringing an MLM into my traditional brick and mortar business. So when I look back at that pivot, huge mistake. I let my emotion and my excitement get away from me. And now I'm what I thought in my head at 23, 24 years old, I thought that this makes sense. Now I'm going to be a, quote, one-stop shop. And it's like, what's next, though? Am I going to open up a, a beauty salon in the extra office space? Am I going to do tax preparation? Am I going to offer contracting services? Hey, maybe. But you got to know when it fits and when it doesn't. You watch enough HGTV, Tim, and you know that... There's a lot of these teams and it makes sense that if, hey, you got a like one what are the property brothers, right? Drew and Jonathan, they got a deal where it makes sense where they go, hey, we're a contractor, we're real estate, we're gonna help you find your dream home and then renovate the home. And it's kind of a one-two punch. That makes sense to fit together. But should they then also go, well, I wanna have a beauty salon because I love cutting hair, that's my side hustle. Are you gonna open a real estate slash beauty salon? So the answer is no. So again, the first thing is really look at How similar or how dissimilar are these? Are they really in the same industry? Are you really trying to pull and make something out of nothing? Don't make something out of nothing. So Tim, my advice to you is start a second brand slash business. Consult, of course, legal, consult your CPA. When it's time, whether it's on day one or down the road to incorporate or or form an LLC or uh, an entity, but you want to have something separate for that. And then again, it's a whole different set of skills, right? So let's talk. Connect the dots, man. Send me a message back and I'm happy to chat with you about how to help get this thing off the ground. But it starts with codexing, if that's the right word, right? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, codexing your knowledge base. And it's interesting because it's not the knowledge of contracting, it's the knowledge of running a contracting business. I think we want to know about how you prospect. We want to know about does your website work? Does the blog writing you work? How have you used your free ebook? to gain business? Is that working? Do you have an online funnel that you use? You know, are you deep onto YouTube? What so give us about your prospecting processes? We want to know about your sales processes. We want to know about your leadership skills and how do you get yourself out of the business? I think Tim, you'll have a lot of people that are maybe solopreneurs in the construction business where they're maybe a GC that runs one job at a time and they might bring on a buddy or a sub or two based on each job, but they're not really running a quote unquote business, if that makes sense. They're not running something larger than them. And maybe they want to. So start answering the questions that are asking, and then start answering some of the questions that they haven't asked, but they should. Though That might be a good starting point for what your next book is. And hey, if you do it right, man, when you're in the expert business or the teaching business and that brand, you, know, you can get a book that answers the big question of how do I do this successfully, and then should you do an online course? Yeah, of course you should. The online course is probably going to be more like your book, broken out chapters become modules. Should you do a signature talk? Absolutely. I'm a huge fan of using speaking as your main prospecting tool. We'll talk about that in some other episodes. You should be on stage all the time. I know we met. I think it was three years ago, give or take, at a, at a media training. And I know you got on, we're doing some TV. So it's like that becomes more of it too, building television segments, possibly, you know, doing a podcast. I would start searching on Apple and Spotify and see are there, you know, I'm sure there's probably something at this point, but see how much competition there is in the space of books, in the space of podcasting, in the space of online courses for successful contractors teaching the business of contracting. I think that's a really huge thing. All right, that hopefully helps Tim and helps any of you that are in that same boat of how do I change the trajectory of my business? Am I adding something to it? Uh, Am I branching off? Or is it really a whole new thing? That's how you do it. Hey, Thanks to Tim Millar, and thanks to all of you for listening. You can find out, get some of the back episodes from Mondays with Matt anywhere where you find podcasts. Of course, it's always on demand, as well as at mattbrowningpodcast.com. Hope you can understand that through my sniffled nose. It's mattbrowningpodcast.com. I'll see you next week. We might be back very soon. with. uh, We're going to start dropping in some interviews here and there. I just just wrapped up a killer interview with a really really special guest I cannot wait to drop this for you yeah it's it's a very very good show and so useful for what we're walking through right now as business owners so excited for you be on the lookout for the new interviews and we'll be back next Monday with, with another Mondays with Matt as I answer your questions hey I should mention too it's in the notes if you have a question, if you want to answer uh, ask a question and you want to be featured on the podcast just like Tim Millar from Palo Alto kitchen and bath was, you can go over to matbroningpodcast.com. Let me just type that in matbroningpodcast.com. Make sure that works. There it is, at the very top of the website. It says do you have a do you have a question and you can literally submit your question right there. So don't email, don't DM me on social, you can, but I might miss it. But if you go over to matbroningpodcast.com, click submit a question and hey, we might just pick your question and feature you and your business in the show notes and talk about you and uh, why not, right? You get a fun plug for what you do and I get great interview question content for the next show. All right, see you next week on The Driven Entrepreneur. Bye-bye.